Welcome back to the Remedial Film Class Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. And I'm Travis. And I'm George. Can we have a disclaimer first? <laughs> My, is it? <laughs> What's a disclaimer? I want the disclaimer right now. Oh, no. Okay. This movie needs multiple watchings before I talk about it. <laughs> I feel the same way. Okay. Um, that's why I asked you if, when you first walked in my door if... Uh, you had seen this before, and you said no, because no. right. I have so many more questions. Right. I don't know if I have questions, but I just want to make sure sh- there's going to be things I'm going to say, kind of like I think it was No Country for Old Men when I was like, when I said oh, something like, that was so completely obvious that I missed. A, you're just afraid that I'm going to ask you if you watched the movie or not? No, I watched it. I just want to <laughs> make sure that when I do say something stupid, like something I didn't catch. Okay, disclaimer, I'm going to say stupid stuff too. <laughs> Uh, so yeah all right yeah amazing but i was just like so we watched christopher nolan's 2006 the prestige his film that followed batman begins and came out uh immediately before the dark knight Mm. starring batman wolverine alfred black widow black widow Widow, yep (laughs) uh and david bowie david bowie david bowie heck of a cast heck of a flick um I think. Oh wait, 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 wait! And both, both Alfreds. We got Andy Serkis from The Batman, and we have Michael Caine. Mm-hmm. So, and and one of the characters is named Alfred. Alfred. Word. It's Batman a, is Alfred in this flick. A triumvirate of <laughs> Alfred. Hey, uh, George, how did you like the? British accent from Christian Bale compared to his normal speaking voice. It threw me off. Yeah. At first. And a couple of times throughout the movie, it like annoyed me. Because it was thick. Do you think he did a good English accent though? But hold on. But then as I kept watching, I just... It kind of just became normal in the course yeah. of the movie because it is a long movie, so you know the, yeah. it just kind of normalized Where as I was from? as I was watching it. Are you going to tell me that that's his real voice? <laughs> yeah, he's he's Welsh, man. He's from Wales. Yeah, so, there you go. Uh, I just wondered because he I've never seen him except in interviews ever get a play yeah. a role where he gets to speak uh, with a uh, a Welsh accent. And honestly, I don't know my accents well enough. Richard, uh, phone a friend. Is he doing an English accent because he's in London, or is this his Welsh accent and he's not trying? I don't know. I want to know, Richard. Let me know. Mm. We're going to need uh, yeah, an expert on this one. I kind of like the Scarlett Johansson's accent, too. It was subtle. Yeah, she didn't overdo it. It was subtle. It wasn't overdone. Yeah, I liked it. She wasn't like doing a Michael Caine impression or anything. Right. Right. Uh, now, it was almost now like Michael Caine's uh, <laughs> accent was just was terrible. Like yeah, I tar. could not just. Yeah, I was just like, "Come on, dude!" Like, where's his? Where's his American accent? Go back to acting school, man. <laughs> you can't even do this accent right. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, Who's he fooling? <laughs> I legit would not hack. mind if you want to break this episode into two parts. Like, if you want to watch it again tomorrow, and we do a second. Mm second look because 
I'm going to spoil, you know, we'll spoil the heck out of the movie for the audience, but I'm going to spoil it for you guys. When you watch this movie the second time, they don't cheat. Not a single no. time. And in fact, they put their cards on the table somewhat obviously at the very beginning of this movie. And it's just up for you to yep. pay attention. In fact, the very first thing that you hear when the movie starts is him saying, you know, watch very closely or whatever from the, the act. Because they're going to give you everything you need to connect the story right there at the beginning. But it just takes the second watch before you can put it all together. Mm. It's like Sixth Sense in a way. But it's a lot more obvious when you see the recap. You're just like, oh my god, I saw that and didn't think anything of it. I saw that and thought nothing of that either. There's a scene in the courtroom at the very beginning where it's supposed to be a shot of the daughter waving. But the way they frame it, it is the daughter and Fallon completely centered in frame. And it's just like, I paused it to tell, because I watched it with my kids. I paused it to explain something, and I'm looking at it like, oh God, don't look at it. Don't say what that is. Keep moving. The kids are going to see that's Christian Bale. And they didn't, because facial hair really, I guess, works to trick my I kids. Say, I didn't see. I didn't see Jimmy Fallon in this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, at one point when, I think it was when they introduced the double for I kept calling him Wolverine Hugh Jackman Mm. when they introduce his double at the bar who is played by Hugh Jackman just the little bit of prosthetics they did and the mustache my kids were like oh who's that guy he kind (laughs) of looks like the other guy I'm like it's the same actor kids and they're like are you sure I don't think it is they dressed them up (laughs) my my six-year-old weren't really on board with that but they'll come around Wait until they're old story. enough to know who Colin Farrell is, and then they watch the Batman. Now, <laughs> mm. yeah. like that. Now, mm. I have Wally to ask, wow. as you guys are the first-time viewers, I need yeah. to know a few, before we get too far into the plot, I just need to know, as far as twists go, when did you figure out Fallon's identity? Was it with the final reveal, or had you caught it earlier? Are you talking about Fallon as in as in Bale's brother? The double, yeah, the twin. Okay, I. Do you want to go first? Or you want me to go? You can go. I personally knew something was up the whole time with that guy because of the way they frame him. The way they were framing him, they kept kind of showing even way before he like picked the little girl up during the argument and all this, like all the earlier stuff where he was just kind of hanging around. Yeah, my kids pointed out that it was just like on The Simpsons where every time Maggie is gonna talk, they cut away and leave you hanging. And they were like, why is that guy Maggie the baby who never talks? And they didn't figure it out, but they were definitely on on the scent. And he looked like a guy in disguise, but I couldn't figure out. I didn't know who it was. I didn't know who it was either. And I, but I knew he was I, something. I knew he was obviously the double. Right? right. I just assumed that that guy that's hanging around all the time looks like he's in disguise. He's obviously the double that's used for this trick. Right. A right. couple of times I thought maybe that was Jackman in disguise keeping a close eye on Bale. Right. But then again, they show you the trick so many times and it's obviously it's obviously Christian Bale. Like so it's like then they they kind of keep you second guessing yourself like no, that can't be the double cuz it's actually him. Like how is he doing that? It, it was good. Yeah. It was a good um it, it, you know, it, it was it was mind fucking me. I I would, did not have any idea what was going on. And I didn't suspect that it was his twin 
at all right, until the end. It totally got me. 100%. I didn't think twin at all. I thought maybe it was somebody who, because they found somebody who looked like, was it Angler? Angier? Angier, yeah. Angier. Angier. Uh, they found somebody that looked like Angier, so maybe... Um, right, Alfred and, and the, the double like. for Angier was so good that it made you think, okay, then the then the other trick could be also a double that just looks really good. Right. Right? And if that's the case, then that dude, that weird dude that looks like he's in disguise all the time is definitely the double. But then you're like... It, What's cool you know, is they purposely uh, made Angier's double a pain in the ass and uncontrollable and to the point where you're like, okay, yeah, this is a liability to have a double. Yeah, this trick isn't yeah. worth it. And then they don't show you the other side, which is the loyal brother who's not going to be a pain in the ass because he's... Because he's in he's 100%. In it, 100%. Yeah. Except so, that he is just as big a pain in the ass and even more harmful. Because he's ch- cheating and stuff? We, okay, so we need to do a deep dive into their relationship and some of the hints they throw in the movie. But before okay. we get on that, I just have yeah. to know... George, you love a tragedy. <laughs> when you realize, and maybe, I don't know if you've had time to flesh it all out, because I know you watched the movie, then we jump right in. When you come to realize that Hugh Jackman's character is making a conscious choice to relive his wife's death, or at least risk reliving his wife's death, hoping he becomes the, you know, like hoping he doesn't realize as his consciousness becomes the double and his private consciousness drowns the horrible death of his wife a hundred times to spite the guy who caused it. And then for him to find out in his like most untainted form, right? The final Jackman Mm -hmm. never having drowned to find out that in fact, the thing he thought was a peaceful end is actually a miserable end. And to realize he's done that not only to himself nearly a hundred times, but his poor wife also died a miserable death and they just lied to him the whole time. Mm. As he dies a miserable death from a bullet wound, like surrounded by the corpses of himself. Holy moly, this movie is dark. Mm. Spoiler alert Um, for this movie. I mean, I loved it, but also I have questions, right? So... So the Tesla machine is real. The Tesla machine is able to basically create. All right, hold on. It's way too early to get into our problems. Uh, (laughs) We have problems, but why do you have problems? This movie is perfect. Go on. Well, it's it's, well. I mean, you'll you'll address them, I'm sure. But I I want to. I need answers. Like I said, I have so many questions. Um, Okay, so I still I watched the movie. I 100 percent every single minute. I still don't know where Michael Caine's character fits in and what side he's on or if he's on any side at all, how could, does he know what Hugh Jackman's trick entails? Okay, let's talk about Michael Caine's character from the beginning because he is Mm. kind of the glue that could have held this story together if anyone would have listened to him because he is always right. He is always giving the right advice. Everything he says in this movie either comes true or is true in the moment he says it. And that goes all the way back to the knot that he says to not tie. That goes mm-hmm. to the, they're using mm-hmm. a double. He's using a double. He's got mm-hmm. a double the whole time. 
Uh, yep. The thing with go watch the ancient uh, Chinese guy doing his old man routine, you know, and tell me how he does the fishbowl thing as this yep. insight into your commitment to the craft. And of course, the showman, Hugh Jackman's character being like, yeah, whatever. I mean, he's, whatever. And then Christian Bale's guy being like, yeah, that's commitment. And, you know, you can see it in his eyes like he sees himself and his commitment to the character in the behavior of the guys. He walks all old man to the, the carriage, preserving the character. I mean, really preserving kayfabe, right? Like it's a lot of pro wrestling style, mm-hmm. like protect the character, Undertaker stuff. Yeah. Which, for the wrestling fan in me, was just like, yeah, man, protect the business. Okay. I I get that, and I did see that when I was watching the movie, but does how much does Michael Caine know about Hugh Jackman's trick? According to what you see in the movie, he doesn't know anything. He knows he's not allowed to go look beneath the stage. Okay. To find the stored bodies. Where he would see the, yeah. The trap waiting for Jackman at the bottom. So he's okay. he's not aware of the trick. Hold on. Wait a minute. You just blew my freaking mind. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, this movie, on. there's going to be a few of these. Go ahead. Yeah. So the point of his trick is to fall in the tank. Right? Yes. Why? To trap... The fake to, Jackman. To No, well, okay... The the entire theme of this movie is the professional rivalry, which becomes personal. And the obsession... Right. I mean, the subtitle of the movie could be, hey, the prestige, two guys treat each other terribly for two and a half hours. Yeah. So right. the purpose of his trick, the way he... And what did they say in the movie? It's not the secret. It's how you use the secret in a trick. Right? Yeah. You know, if you tell me how you do the trick, then it's like, oh, hey, that's how you do the trick. But if you show me in a cool set piece, how this trick works without showing me your secret. I'm blown away, right? Jackman puts that thing, the uh, tank, he puts the water tank beneath the trap door every show for a hundred shows. Right. With a real lock that cannot be escaped. After having escaped from it, as part of the show for an alibi for himself, right? He, he has a reason to have this tank. It's for his own trick. He starts the show with it in honor of his wife. He gets out. And then later he does the big prestigious trick. And in the course of that, uh, teleportation trick, the, what do they call it? The transporting man or whatever. I should put Mm -hmm. that in my notes, but so he puts the tank beneath the trap door to catch his body and drown himself. And he does that a hundred times or however many times it takes for Christian Bale, who he knows is going to get curious and want to know how he does this trick. He knows from prior experience that he's going to infiltrate and go underneath and try to figure out how he's doing the trick. So he's trying to frame him. He's trying to frame him by committing suicide a hundred times in the manner that his wife died. Okay. But then... That's basically the real Jackman going through, and then his clone is appearing somewhere else? That's the crazy part. Because or is the clone appearing in the tank, and the real Jackman's appearing? No, because no, the... it's, the, it, it's, not even, it's not a matter of real and clone. Uh, at least I wouldn't present it as that. I would say it is like currents 
and future, right? Okay, like so time traveled. Well, no, Jack. not time traveled, duplicated. Uh, but like, say that it happened to me right now. My body, mm-hmm. as I am sitting here in this chair, uh, eating Cheetos, talking about movies with you guys, I die a horrible death, essentially mm-hmm. a suicide, in the hopes that I can catch and frame my arch nemesis. Okay. Meanwhile, a new copy of me, identical to me, appears elsewhere, not having gone same, through this yet, but completely with, with all, the same. With all your same memories and all yes. your same so thoughts really, and all it, your same motivations. It's you. It's me completely, it's, except it's you. that me in this body talking to you will go through the torture of a horrifying death right? with the faith that my clone will do it again tomorrow. Okay, that's where they lost me. That's where. It, like, I mean, really, if you make it that me, like, far I'm and don't get fan. lost until then, that's not bad. Yeah, I am a fan still, but I was, I was, I was lost in the story because I was not sure when that when the hats and the cats appeared in the woods. I was like, okay, it's almost like instead of the fly, where it's transporting molecular structures to from one place to another and reassembling it is basically cloning or it's space-time continuum yo it's 100% just a photocopier okay so it's not explaining that to me so that's where i was lost and then i was like okay he's falling into the th- they they got me on the the f- the fact that i did believe that Bale's character pushed that tank underneath the trapdoor to kill him, which I guess was the point to frame him for yeah, the murder. You're supposed to believe that until toward the right. very, very end. So even at the end, I was confused because even when they show like all the tanks, I was like, wait a minute. Okay, so he cloned himself. Uh, not cloned, but it's the only word Clone I Clone is about. a fine word. Duplicated. Cloned himself, yeah. duplicated himself a hundred times. Never dispose of the body, so there's a hundred dead bodies underneath the stage. And Michael Caine was never his friend. He was always working for the other team. Like I was just like I was a, a little lost. Again, I'm gonna have to watch it a few times because to me, they the movie was set up to make you yeah think I, the Jackman I character s- was the the one you're supposed to root for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But he seems to be the they're both shitty. But it seems like at the end they're trying to make Bale into the hero. You're going to have to watch it again. I don't know. One of the things... Let's talk about Bale's character for a little bit. Because they manage never to cheat. And it makes me so happy when I watch this movie the second, third, fourth time. From the beginning, they're dropping hints that something is wrong with Christian Bale's like connection with other people. And it mm. goes... You know, from his discussion at the funeral, you remember Jackman corners him and says, did you tie the wrong knot yeah. like you talked about? And he says, I ask myself that often. I don't know. Right. So, right. Because he's talking to uh, uh, just for the brother. Yeah. For, for simplicity's sake, how about we call it good guy and bad guy bail? Now, it's not mm. really that clean, but just for our sake here, bad guy bail ties the wrong knot, even though Michael Caine told him specifically not to. Good guy Bale at the funeral doesn't know for sure which knot was tied because he was Fallon that night. He wasn't, Mm. he wasn't uh, Alfred. 
So right. as you track through the movie, the wife says, you know, sometimes you say, I love you and you mean it today. You don't mean it, but that's fine because then later when you say it and you mean it, I know you mean it. And that's because she's talking to the bad twin that day. Right. Uh, and I don't, he's not actually bad necessarily. I mean, he's too. He's just a different individual. He's impetuous, all. right? Like, but the girl, the wife, uh, Piper Parabo's character, like is totally on board with trying the other knot. So she's just as culpable for her own death as he is because they both think this knot's going to work. And well, they both. She had, a, she had an identical twin and the identical <laughs> twin was the one who knew how to get out of that knot. So. And it was Bruce Willis. And it was Bruce Willis's daughter. That would have been Travis amazing. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's the thing, right? You've got this. You can track it through the whole thing from the hand, uh, you know, getting the two fingers shot off to then the explanation later that they both had, you know, and then uh, you have the explanation. Right? It's not. A, you have the discussion with the wife as she's cleaning the wound. She says, "Oh, it's like it just happened. It's still bleeding like it just happened, and that's because it had just happened because right. that was the the other twin who got." Ice picked. Now she whatever. wasn't in on it. She didn't. She's know there was never two in on it. If she okay. knew there were two, this is the tragic part, right? Right. They protected her from the business to the point that she was with both brothers, one of whom didn't love her, and was only with her out of like obligation to the character that he was playing. To the point that she's driven to suicide because she doesn't understand that yes, one of them still loves her, but the other one doesn't. And so, like, yes, he's the bad twin for mistreating her, but he's like, can you hate a guy for wanting love of his own? Like, I guess you can, but it just puts him in a horrible position where the character they're playing is married to the lady he doesn't love, and he does love, you know, the turncoat uh, Scarlett Johansson character. Mm -hmm. But then, of course, the, you know... um, there's so many problems with that, though. She wasn't aware either, we're not, right? We're not ready for problems yet, but, like, this is just kind of like an aside thing. If, if there was two of me... Oh, actually, let's reverse that. If there were two of my wife, right? Go on. <laughs> I love when Dan says that. And, <laughs> and on different nights, I'm doing it with different individuals. It's hot. Don't you think I would recognize like a signature of one or the other? Well, I don't know that there's ever. And also, we have conversations that are like during. No, yeah. not during. No. Like conversations, inside jokes, stuff like that. That like, wouldn't it be weird? Like you'd have to go back to your. She'd have to go back to her sister, right? The mm-hmm. other one of her, and explain absolutely everything that happened that day. So that they so could be on, on the board page. with the with yep. the lie, so that it would never be awkward. You know what I mean? No, uh, uh, but, yes, and, and yes, and so here's the thing: I don't think, <laughs> I don't know that you I want mean, to assume. I don't know if this movie assumes that they were both having sexual relations with Sarah. Okay, even if they weren't, the conversations, like I said, well, like, but the conversations, the, the jokes, mean, just the things they reference that directly with the I've been asking my, me my asking myself the same question. Right, they have to conference because everything they do in the act, they need to be open with each other so that they have continuity. So it's just you can write that off if you are willing to. As yes, they're doing the work for the. I mean, these guys are living a, a double single life for their entire lives for the purpose of a magic trick, 
I think they can compare notes about, you know, and, and actually you see evidence of it. Do you remember when the girl is like, Hey, we're going to the zoo today. And he's like, are we, is that what I said? Okay. I guess that's what we're doing. Like he didn't know that, right. He missed that in the meeting, but he knew how to like roll with it to the point that it's like, okay, if that's what I said, then that's what we'll do. Also, I need to go talk to ScarJo real quick and I'll be back after I'm satisfied. You know what makes this funny? This reminds me of every freaking 80s movie where there's a body switcheroo. Where, like, you know, it's like a curse or something, like Freaky Friday, mm-hmm. where the mom s- switches with the kid or the dad switches with the kid or whatever, and they got to live each other's lives for a day until mm-hmm. they can break the curse. That's what this movie is, but done brilliantly yeah. and without the Disney bad acting and the and the this and that. Hey, like I'm going to tell you. Uh, it's the same thing. My my wife a few weeks ago was like, "Hey, the family's watching Freaky Friday tonight," and I was like, Ugh. "But I watched it with, for the first time, the Jamie Lee Curtis yeah, one." Yeah, and let me tell you, it's not bad. I think George needs to see that movie if he hasn't yeah, already. It's not bad. It's it's actually. Uh, um, I have seen it, and also there's a Community episode about that <laughs> movie uh, that sure you is. should watch. <laughs> I'm sure there is, but yeah, the guitar playing. I wanted to hear George's opinion on. What an excellent fake guitar player Jamie Lee Curtis is versus yeah. what a terrible fake guitar player Lindsay Lohan was. But we don't have to go there right now because we're talking about the prestige. You know, I don't think I, I don't recall. Well, and it you need it now that you've been through Jamie Lee Christmas, you need to go back and watch yes. Jamie Lee because she rocks that movie. Yeah. yeah. There was a couple like kid mom type movies that she was in that were pretty good. I think, what was the other one where the, the, all the parents get put in the basement. The kids keep them hostage until they stop fighting. Oh, I forget. I don't Ke- remember. Kevin but... Pollock's in that. It's a, I, it's a, it's those kind of movies. When done right, I can watch them. They're they're guilty pleasures, and I think Freaky Friday is one of them. I kind of like just one of the guys in a couple other movies like that a little bit better. But Freaky I don't Friday's know that bad. I would ever call those guilty pleasures. But maybe it's just because I don't have like guilt about liking movies. I don't know. Well, there's just certain movies where you're like, oh, I love... Uh, I mean, but I'm the guy that rambled dirty off dancing. Like five John Holmes <laughs> movies the other day, so yeah, maybe I shouldn't be <laughs> the right. metric for this. I yeah. love Kung Fu Panda too. Yeah. So, I'm, When I say guilty player, it's usually movies that I'm not supposed to like, but I do. Hey, while we're off topic, I just have to bring you guys up to speed. Uh, I think I figured out who the other uh, film star... They used in that pastiche character that is Dirk Diggler. Who? Uh, a guy named Jerry Butler. Okay. Uh, I don't know when you're going to have time to like look up a clip, but there's Never. a movie from the 80s <laughs> called Raw Talent hmm. that includes actual like fight scenes yeah. with like the, you know, uh, like Bruce Lee style, like Hayah type. What do you call? Is that a screech or like a? I'm not gonna do it because I'll sound like an idiot. But you know the, <laughs> yeah, that thing. Like that. There's <laughs> there's that, and and Ron Jeremy does like a front kick at one point, and I'm like, okay, the hedgehog, Ugh. a hedgehog with a front kick. Hey guys. <laughs> so anyway, I I think that's that was the thing I was missing, right? Because John Holmes never the rabbit did karate. Holes that Dan goes down. <laughs> what a dumb thing to put John Holmes doing karate. He was more like a run around shoot guy. I mean, in multiple ways. And then Jerry Butler with his karate kick and karate stuff. And same time period as uh, the first Dirk Diggler movie. It all comes at guys. Mystery solved. Do you have John Holmes on 4K? 
I don't. Yes, actually, uh, yeah. <laughs> How big is it looking for, K? Dude, Dan is on another <laughs> level. I, like, I mean, I'll have to wait till I have the bigger screen, but... Do we have to mop the floor in your new theater room? <laughs> <laughs> probably. probably. See Pee-wee in there going... Yeah, make, sh- make sure you put down <laughs> tile in, that, uh, in your theater, Dan. You don't want to have carpet. Hey, Francis. So good. Anyway, but yeah, thanks to Vinegar Syndrome, uh, Dracula Sucks is out on 4K. So <laughs> thanks for providing me with an alibi. Oh, my God. Dracula. <laughs> sucks hey guys there's an episode of rick and morty Mm. where um someone in the school is uh killed by a vampire (laughs) and so um rick makes himself a teenager and goes to high school and they hunt the vampire Mm. which ends up being the gym coach or the gym teacher uh mr ferratu That's fine. So, Ferrato. There you go. Was he bald? They never actually show <laughs> they him. They don't show him? <laughs> no. <laughs> wow. That's good. See, those are the kind of references that you need. Oh, but then need. at the end, at the very end, there's like a post-credit <laughs> that is even better. But, yeah, let's just keep going. Mr. Ferrato. I'll show it That's to you guys. Funny. Did we lose Dan? No, I'm still no, here. He's still there. Oh, you're there. So, uh, <laughs> he's just thinking about John just Holmes. Like, he's just like, what the hell is George talking about? <laughs> So the prestige. I was watching this episode of Rick and Morty where they show John Holmes doing karate kicks. Prestige, uh, Christopher Nolan, uh, that jail that feels like straight off the Batman Begins set for some yes. reason, even though it's a different. The whole thing is different, but the whole thing feels oh, the same. Oh, that's where I saw that jail before. But it's like a completely yeah, a... different set. But it just the camera angles and the movement and the blocking, it all just feels the same. Yeah, I'm not saying I'm not yeah, saying it it's felt the like same. Rises. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the same jail. But I'm saying that it, it had a familiar feel, and yeah. it's it's from uh, begins. And there's a lot of the same kind of themes mixed in. You know, this whole like dual identity. You know. It, this is kind of a Batman movie, but without all the punches and kicks, you know? Yeah. It could have been almost like if they created a psychological villain, like a magician, like a Mysterio for Batman. I don't know. Is there a Mysterio in, in DC? There's that lady that wears like uh, a top oh. hat. Misty, myst, uh, no, mystical or something it's like, like that. something with a Z. I should know. Z- oh, Zartana? Zartana. Zartana. Yeah. So there's yeah. something they could have, but I'm glad this isn't a Batman movie because it gets you the opportunity to explore it in a different bent. But right, uh, the idea that like the entire movie is this hatred rivalry that starts personal and becomes professional and personal, and then to parallel it with Tesla and Edison, just to yeah. like ground it in history a little bit and give you a time period without like beating you over the head with a specific date or anything. I thought that was pretty well done. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I was lost, I guess because of all the time jumps and flashbacks. There are a ton of time jumps. You will like Did this he... movie better every time you watch it. Yeah. Uh, well, it's harder because it's it's not that much different difference in time periods. So people don't change enough for me to go, oh, well, that's 20 years ago. Or that's... Yeah, you've really got like to break it down. Like your, your signposts are going to be, is this before she drowns? Is right. this after he drowns or is this in that horrifying period in between where they're back and forth sabotaging each other's lives and acts? Right. Cause I was like, man, he flew to, uh, 
Colorado Springs a bunch of times, or is that just all the whole time he was there and he kept visiting Tesla? Yeah, it's uh, one big visit. It's one and, big visit. Okay. Oh my god, the idea that he's like reading this journal that he thinks he's stolen, and then it's like, oh, by the way, dummy, I know you're reading this. Good job spending all your money, you know. Mm. And then for him to turn around and get Christian Bale in the jail, and you're like, oh, he got him. He got him back. See, he is the good guy, right? That's the the kind yeah. of affirmation that yes, I have been cheering for the right guy this whole time. Mm. And that's part of your turn, right? The, so you've got your pledge, your turn, your prestige. And it's only at the very end that you realize there's two different Christian Bales, one of whom is perfect and one of whom is not perfect. And the perfect one gets his daughter back and wins. Mm. After the thing where all of a sudden Hugh Jackman is stealing his daughter and rubbing it in his face. Like... <laughs> The guy you were cheering for stole this man's daughter and is rubbing right. it in his face. Like, what a perfect, like, turn on the audience to be like, yeah, way to cheer for this guy, you crazy people, you know? Yeah, no, I was one of them. I, I wasn't sure who I was Well, supposed you're supposed to, to right? You're to supposed to fall for it. Yeah. You'd be like, yeah, I guess he's the better of the two. Oh, God, he's the worst one, you know? So does that mean Michael Caine's character, was it Cutter, uh, was basically the infiltrator the whole time well no or remember did, at the yeah, beginning either. he is just their like mentor you know uh he is the one who's helping them break into the industry as like you know entry okay. level so magicians he... he's the guy who designs tricks for the right. big magician who doesn't really have much of a presence but he gets fired michael kane gets fired because the girl drowns and no one will okay. hire him if he can't design safe tricks gotcha and then by the time he could have worked with Christian Bale later, Bale is already doing his own thing with his own, uh, I forget the technical term for it, but the, the trick designer is Fallon, right? So he's right. he's got his own trick designer, so it leaves Hugh Jackman to work with Michael Caine. But that doesn't mean gotcha. that Caine's a, a bad guy. In fact, he's always good in this movie. Gotcha. He's like the pure goodness. I think all of it's going to come together yeah, so on a second I, viewing. Yeah, so at the end when... when you know, uh, Kane is with um, Christian Bale's daughter and they're having a fun time. It's like, it's okay because he was, you know, like a, an innocent bystander the entire time. Yeah. He never had any hatred for Christian Either Bale, you know, as a magician or a person, whatever. And it just so happened that he was working with Hugh Jackman and Hugh Jackman kept all of his uh, dirty s- stuff that he was doing so to close himself, to the chest yeah. that Michael Caine didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. But crazy. how about the guy that has to sit there underneath the stage and and watch Hugh Jackman drown every night? Oh, he he's doesn't. Blind. He doesn't because he's blind. He's blind? Okay, I missed that. All of his stagehands yeah. have the cataract eyes. So they look like Greek chorus members, kind of, if you're familiar with the old tropes from Greek theater. Uh, but yeah, no, nobody who works on that production with Hugh Jackman can see. And so he's hired people that can perform one function to move this thing onto the cart and get it to the dumping place. I think under the assumption that once he frames Bale, he'll have all the time in the world to then dispose of all his dead bodies of himself. Hmm, right. He just doesn't get the opportunity because he didn't foresee that the entire time Michael Caine saying, hey, he uses a double, right? I can't do a Michael Caine, guys. But 
He uses <laughs> his double. He does not ever suspect that he, the double will show up and, and shoot him. And ruin his victory lap. How rude. Hmm. <laughs> How rude. The things we do for love, guys. Okay, so that's cleared up a lot of my questions because one of my other questions was, uh, am I seriously supposed to think that Tesla made a cloning machine with electricity? And I am supposed to think You're that. supposed to think Yes, that. in okay. the context of this movie, he is... I mean, what he's doing is essentially exploring actual like paranormal magic, true magic, right? The kind of stuff that does what the street magician, I keep saying musician, the thing that the, you know, concert magician promises he's doing, Tesla figures out how to do it for real. I was equating him to uh, like a Chris Angel or Michael Blaine. Is it Michael Blaine? David, David Blaine. Blaine. David Blaine. Uh, Michael Blaine's his cousin. <laughs> He's, For some reason, I was thinking Michael Blue Blaine. Lesser, uh, lesser Dave, well-known. David Blaine and Chris Angel have the... Uh, the uh, I wonder if... The mystique that they are not human. They are yeah. doing some supernatural shit. Yeah. That they're, they're on another realm. Well, see, I of, would say that instead... Because I think both those guys are full of shit. Uh, no, but I'm saying they have that reputation. Like the the stuff they're doing is almost looked at as wait a minute. Well, that is what Christian like, Bale and Hugh Jackman are doing, right? They're doing exactly. stuff that looks impossible and can't be explained because they both have hidden their doubles so well. Yeah, but doubles don't let you put a car underneath your skin and let it drive around in your belly. Like that's what these two are doing. Uh, <laughs> Not I, in real life, but I'm I just saying like I... they're doing stuff like uh swallowing thread and needles and then pulling. Like they're just doing things that are way beyond uh, a trap door. You I'm know what not, I'm saying? Like they're I doing do. it in front of people on the street. It's just a lot of I'm slate skeptical of hand. enough to know that those guys are all just faking it. Like this is more akin to someone splitting an atom. And being like, oops, right. I just, you know, what what hath God wrought, guys? Kaboom. Well, didn't he have that reputation, Tesla? Like, he was a little bit more unethical compared to Edison. No, but then no, Edison well, kind of no, just, no, no, no. Uh, no, movie... I'm saying in the public eye, like, he, they tried to destroy each other mm-hmm. through propaganda, and mm-hmm. Edison won the war. Mm. Tesla basically lost out. He lost investment. He lost all the things based on... Basically, basically politics and yeah, it was politics. Yeah, yeah, like hundred percent. They destroyed each other in the same way that these two magicians did. Yes, only and Edison didn't Tesla, get destroyed and completely destroyed Tesla. Edison. That's or, what I'm saying. Tesla was losing battle. I don't know. I, I'm not. An, I'm not a Tesla expert. I just know from the little bit of history that I've read that he was not the bad guy in that relationship. Right. Uh, but he misunderstood. I think the Definitely. idea that they're trying to get across in the script, this version of, of Tesla, is if he's not destroyed by the Edison corporate, you know, money-making machine, he might have been able to bring us newer, more cutting-edge, more unconventional science, and instead he gets trumped by, you know, the kind of mainstream science. Yeah. I always looked at... The- Tony Stark was kind of based on Tesla. The character of Tony Stark. For real? 
I think when the writers of the comic book, they based they stole a lot of Bruce Wayne, but they based his technology and his scientific his scientific genius I on think, Tesla. I think I need to read more about Tesla as well. I would be but critical I, with your my sources because I have a feeling that it's going to be a lot of exigeration. But yeah, if you yeah, do know, like a I know four that book study, <laughs> you know, there's do, like a a master's I know thesis that, on Tesla. That'd be cool. I know that there's like a like a mysticism about Tesla, right? Yeah. And this the story that I I I don't I don't say like I believe it to be true or whatever, but like I kind of feel like this is probably close to accurate is that his all of his theories were uh about electricity and whatnot were um impossible to regulate get what i'm saying it's no one can make money off of it yeah exactly no one could make money off harnessed right and 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 and, yeah and edison's was much easier to regulate and and commoditize or whatever exactly and that's why his that's why the politics were on his side and mm-hmm. and whatnot. I, I I suspect that that's probably the truth. And back then, what they did was they made you insane. They made you this. They made you that, so that you were in the public eye. Well, they still were, do that, but right. yes. But it was easier back then because there wasn't. You know, you basically your newspapers. Were yeah, there was more, there were fewer sources, yeah. and there was you know yeah. So they're like, exactly. oh, we want to make him go away. Let's turn him into this. Yeah, and, but could you imagine like? I mean, I've only heard stories, but like, you know, if you could, if you didn't need wires for electricity, like if you could just use like, I don't know, the magnetic field of the earth, mm. it would be totally like unregulatable. Yeah. It would put They'd certain people I know out of business, huh? I think. They'd figure out a way. Like I'm not in my town. I'm not allowed to collect rainwater to water my lawn. Yeah. Nobody enforces that. Like, <laughs> but I'm just saying but, it's, if it's on the tra- wall, tra- books, I got news for you. You can collect rainwater. Go I ahead. can. Nobody but if cares. You have an, if you have an asshole neighbor who <laughs> wants to turn you in, they can. That's what I'm saying. Like, I who are they to tell me I can't collect rainwater? They, How are them. you going to prove that that water is rain? It's totally unenforceable, but it doesn't matter. It, it you can collect rainwater. I if you agree want. with you. But you I'm should collect. Are... You should collect rainwater if you want yes. to. The libertarian in me is allowing you. Thank you. To collect what whatever rainwater you, you want. There shouldn't be anybody telling me I can't. As long as there's no mosquitoes in it. If you let it right. sit and mosquitoes get in it and it starts then harming I'm... your neighbor, yes. then you should go to jail. Yes. Especially if it's mosquitoes. <laughs> Definitely. All right. We let's get back to this movie, mosquitoes guys. Suck. Whew. I think we covered everything in the movie. The, yeah, uh, so what are we watching next week? <laughs> <laughs> when my my because I my kids didn't really want to watch this movie. When they saw like the hats and stuff, they were like, "Oh gosh, this doesn't look like our kind of movie, mm. Dad." And I said, "Stick with it. It gets real dark, and then it really won't be your kind of movie." But mm. uh, they have played a little bit of Red Dead Redemption with me on my little uh, in a posse on the PS4, and so I was able to say, "Hey, haven't you ever gone up in Amberino to see the abandoned Tesla?" Uh, lab because that actually exists in the Red Dead map and they hadn't and so it fell flat on them so any Red Dead fans out there probably recognized wow. hey I've been in that lab and it wasn't that and here, burned down this whole time I thought you were a good dad but <laughs> your kids hadn't even seen the burnt down Tesla lab I in know. Red Dead Redemption 2 it's probably because I don't let them fight they can just hunt and run uh, a fur trading business. Oh, that's right. Your kids aren't allowed to use violence in Red Dead Redemption. Well, either. they're young, man. 
I don't need him getting in some kind of like. No, I'm not criticizing yeah. you. I just forgot that. Yeah. That's, yeah, I don't. That, you know, that's interesting too. I don't want them to get in some kind of weird like shooting war with a 25 year old stoner on there. You know, and yeah, yeah. It's I don't cool, need him to though, get doxed. Yeah, but you're but you're um always playing it with them. Yeah, they're never right? allowed to so play like, unless I'm the posse leader. So yeah, that's cool. Anyways, that's that's cool. You're a good dad. I am a good dad. I'm a very tired dad, but I think that's a sign that I'm doing <laughs> it right. That's all. That's all of us, man. I'm an absolute failure as a father, so I don't. I don't, yeah. I don't know. That Charles, one seems like it's turned out tired fine. Too. Yeah, I'm <laughs> tired and I'm a failure. <laughs> Terrible example. I think some of the Ugh. failure dads might be the most tired, actually. Yeah. Technically. Physically. Anyway. I drive slow home from work just so I can cry before I get home. <laughs> You're listening to the wrong podcast. <laughs> Dan and Post is just so mean. Dan and Post. He's my joy. <laughs> Dan and Post really got George in the rock episode. I don't yes. know. Yes. I, don't know I was excited that George Dan and Post went after you and not me. <laughs> I hadn't listened yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, he calls you out on your bullshit. That's okay, because Aaron uh, didn't realize that the guys were using darts at the beginning either so oh he asked me cool. earlier he was like man but they were shooting those guys and i said no it's darts and beanbags and then he texted me later oh i just heard that part of the show i have to listen to this right now <laughs> stop it, the podcast it's basically I mean, your argument over not argument like your idea what the bathroom scene was. Yeah, the shower, how the you went with scene, it, even though you had scene. no idea which scene we were talking about. And then only later. <laughs> and then an hour later, you're, you're like, like, oh, and then, and like, that's not no. the scene I was talking about the entire time. <laughs> yeah, that Hilarious. sucked for me, actually. <laughs> any mean, uh, any new thoughts on The Rock a week out? No. Watch but, it again. Hey, at least, at least you know that I'm like not trying to look smart. Hmm. And then chase it with Con Air because a look because a trying to look smart guy would have just like let it go, yeah. And no one would have known any better, probably, or maybe they would. I don't know. Yeah, we appreciate your candor. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) I suck. I suck at a lot of things, guys, and that kind of makes it funny to listen to the podcast. So I'm just gonna continue sucking at certain things. So I really do recommend that you guys watch this movie again. And so I will, I will how be. come every time we watch a movie where I actually know who the actors are, you don't ask me if I've seen them in anything before? <laughs> all I right, guess let's I go just presume <laughs> since all of these people were in all the Batman movies that we don't really need to go over it. But I mean, do you want to do a quick rundown and see if you recognize anybody? When I saw Hugh Jackman, I was like, oh my God. It's the showman. That's Hugh Jackman. Uh, he really is the showman in this. Like, Is this your first Jackman? No, what? <laughs> no. Is this your first Jackman movie? No. What What other Jackmans seen, have you watched? I've seen Wolverine. I've seen... No, no, no. X-Men I've seen. Okay. And I've seen uh, The Greatest Showman. And okay. I have seen uh, Les Mis. And, okay. Uh, it's eclectic. I probably have seen some other things, too, that I can't remember, but I know Again, Hugh Jackman. Again, Guilty Pleasure. One of the best... Two movies that I should have never watched with him in it is the one with Meg Ryan. Is it Kate and Leopold? Oh, yeah. I don't know. know. Very funny. Chick flick, but funny. Uh, But you like it. Yeah, I do. Okay. And uh, what's the one he did with um, Ashley Judd? Where she looks uh, somebody, I can't remember the name of it, but he's really good in that too. 
He is. He a, does good chick flicks. He's a good actor. Yeah. In this movie, in Prestige, he makes a face. I think it's probably when he reads the diary and realizes he's been had. This, yeah. He does like a a face that is so pained to realize he's been had that like he looks super sad and like his nose starts to run. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah. oh man, he like went very far yeah. into that feeling. Hey, someone like you. Have you guys called. seen the meme where it's like uh like five actors that could be that could play the next Wolverine and it's Hugh Jackman in and, all different and faces. All different yeah. like character faces. Yeah. <laughs> I did see I, the one today that was all the actors up for the role of Batman in Batman Beyond and it was six different pictures of Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz they know That's if good. they don't cast him in Batman Beyond we're rioting. That's good. Oh man. Um what you're talking about Dan is what I always look for. I knew. When I saw that, I thought, okay, yeah. Travis is on board he, with this movie. <laughs> it, when I, I even said it to Richard today when we were talking about the Star Wars debacle. Um, you have people that are taught you have to act mad. Show me anger. Show me that you're angry. Show me that you're outraged. And then there's people that play. It's like, okay, I'm going to do... Okay. I'm going to channel this and um I'm going to be outraged. What I'm going to do just roll the camera and then you just go out there and you make your fucking nose you, run. You make it happen. Yeah. You yeah. don't you don't you don't come off as you're trying to be angry. You come off as angry. Right. And that's the difference between somebody who's acting and someone who's being. Yes. And when I see someone acting, if you're devastated, angry, they get that little face like they're angry. I'm angry now, and they get the no. face, and yeah. it's like, no, no, you got to get yourself to the point where you're angry, and then we know you're angry, mm. and that, like I always say, acting classes helped me be a better parent, because I'm able to go from zero to 11 without being angry with anybody, I just know where I need to go to get them where they need to be, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so I can go from zero to 10 and show that anger or that rage or that sadness or whatever it is I need to show. So they think I and they know that I mean business when I really don't. So really, I can totally so just really them. you're just manipulate. Ma- I'm manipulating. Yeah, yeah, you're manipulating your children. Gaslight. Yeah. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, I remember why I watched the, an old Inside the Actor Studio with uh, Dustin Hoffman, and some student stood up and he's like, "Oh, third year actor, blah blah blah," and he starts asking him about what method he uses or this and that. And so basically, it was like Dan talking to John Carpenter. Yeah, <laughs> and Dustin Hoffman's like. I don't I don't use a method. He's like uh when the camera says action and I think uh Ian McKellen did the same thing. And he just goes to where he needs to go. Yeah. He yelled at the kid. The kid probably shit himself. Mm. And then he just continued to talk. And Ian McKellen did the same thing. He went from talking to this kid in the crowd with his regular voice and then he went in the Gandalf and he's like, "No, show not pass." And then he just started talking again. I'm I sure just, that did I clip the shit out I'm, of it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sure you did, yeah. <laughs> but he went there without instantly to, yeah and it's like he didn't you, have to you know sulk in the character for three months exactly. before he did it yeah and he didn't exactly. have to think about it mm-hmm. like when i watch jackman i know if he's in a cartoon if he's in a musical if he's in a drama whatever he's in he's gonna act the shit out of it he's gonna put everybody else to shame and that's it yeah i don't have to worry about him mm-hmm. <laughs> this movie is full of those people <laughs> every single person in this movie can act yes so uh, let's go off. let's keep going down the line christian okay. bale is obviously you know the best batman uh, Michael Caine is obviously the best Alfred. He's um, the best everything. And then I'm going down. Scarlett Johansson I've seen in Marvel movies. That's pretty much it. Yeah, but she's good in like normal movies. She's yeah. 
Well, I I haven't seen enough of them because that's kind right. of our shtick. I just I haven't you. seen any movies except for um, Marvel movies, She's which been I around don't a long even time like. Too. Uh, but I do like Scarlett Johansson. I like her better as a redhead, but it doesn't matter. Um, and then two names that when the credits rolled, I was like, holy shit, that was that person? Mm. Which was David Bowie. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. although I know what David Bowie looks like, when he's, he's lost when he's role. in like sp- spandex and like mm-hmm. basically almost like androgynous or something like he's you know like David Bowie that you know and like he looked performing like Tesla. music like he looked really good um so I was like holy shit that was David Bowie and then another name who I don't know why I know this name was Andy Serkis and you do know that name very well I don't know why I know that name he is the premier motion capture actor in Hollywood. He's played every ape on t- on screen. Ah, okay. He played Gollum. Yes. He played King Kong. Okay. He's also Alfred in The Batman. Yes. Uh he was in uh Okay. Double right. Prada. Like that, he was it, in a shit ton of movies. Okay. He's yeah. in everything. Yeah, so I saw the name. I'm like Andy Circus. I know that name. How do I know that name? But I didn't like IMDB before right. the episode cuz He's another one is just yeah, I could watch him read the phone book. Yeah, I watched a, uh, I watched him explain, uh, acting Gollum on like a YouTube mm-hmm. video. It was very very interesting. But his best work is the Planet of the Apes movies, which I hope to do them. I don't know how Dan feels about it, but I want to do those movies. Planet of the Apes. Yeah, there's three of them. Now you're talking about the new ones. Yeah, the ones with Andy Serkis. The Matt Reeves ones. Yes, I've not seen those. They're very good. I mean, obviously, they got him that job, right? So, And they gave yes. him the leeway and the money to make the Batman what it was. They had to have faith in him. So I have to imagine they're pretty good. Yeah, even if it's like a summer thing. Like, show George the old Planet of the Apes so he can like see where it comes from. And I then think maybe I... touch on the Tim Burton debacle where he got all the money and the the uh Is that the, the one accolade. with the horrifying masks? The Burton uh, They weren't horrifying masks because it was Rick Baker. They looked great. But I'm thinking of like the late, bad. like not the first Planet of the Apes, but like the third or fourth one by the time the the budget has been cut to, you know, they're like Halloween masks. Oh, you masks. mean like Charlton Heston type? Yeah, stuff? I've seen the original one yeah. and it looks fine. But one of those yeah. sequels, I've seen pictures, it looks like a Halloween costume, like yes. almost Canadian from South Park, the way that the mouth opens. <laughs> yeah, it was like two coconuts. Yeah, yeah. Uh but in the 90s, I believe, Tim Burton got the the rights to make a remake, and he did his thing. And visually, it's amazing, but it's just a bad movie. It's Mark Wahlberg trying to be Charlton Heston. Oh, my God. But it's visually, it's, it, <laughs> Tim Tim Roth is great. What? What do you need? Oh, I was just thinking this? of Dirk Diggler. From my cold, dead hand. <laughs> I was just um, back in the moment. But the apes, like Michael Clark Duncan, there's a lot of good actors. Tim Roth in it is in it. He's really good. But it's just not, the technology isn't there. And the script was not there. But the new movies are, they're good. The Matt Reeves ones are really good. So, yeah. Andy Serkis. Friend of the show. I wish. I wish, yeah. His Gollum is ridiculous. He should have got an Oscar for that part. I'm sorry. Yeah, his Gollum is way better than the other Gollum. Just there's kidding. No other Gollum. <laughs> exactly. You said his Gollum like his there's Gollum, another one. meaning his 
I never understood why the motion capture actors are not nominated. They're acting, they're vision, they're. Well, I don't think that they ever like used like CGI the way they did with Gollum before. You know, like I, I there was a uh, there was a person who was deaf, right, and reads lips, and she said that that was the first CGI character she could ever read the lips of. Okay, because it was his, it was him really talking. Yeah, no, right. It was. So it was this. It's the first time that, that that kind of actor, I guess. You know, it's definitely a talent, and it should be it should be recognized by the Oscars. I think at the some point, actor is on screen. Years from now, they thing. will introduce that Oscar, and then they will be like, "Man, it's a shame we didn't have this until 2040 yeah. or whenever." Just like the special Life, effects, lifetime Oscars. achievement award they'll give yeah. to them. <laughs> so yeah, it's just one of those. But it's like it's too Rick far Baker, ahead. They created the category for special. I mean, they for should him. at that point they should call it the Andy Circus Award. It should be at this yeah. point. Speaking of science and uh, the overlap with magic, Nolan's next movie coming out next summer is Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, what starring Cillian Murphy as Oppenheimer? Ooh. I like it. Robert Downey House- Jr.'s in it too. How supernaturals are going to get those? Question. Mm. Oh, I imagine not very. I imagine it'll be just like this, where it's like, hey, it's just science. You just don't know how it works. Okay. But who knows? It might be spy stuff. I don't even know what they're going to go with on this. I'm excited. And I don't know anything about it. And I'm not going to watch the clip because I don't want to know anything about it. What are we watching next week? What are we watching next week? Is it a movie? I think we're going to watch a movie. You know, every time I look up at that wall, I I see the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take a picture this, of it and put it on our uh, Facebook so group so that people have to go to our Facebook group <laughs> and see it. <laughs> You've mentioned uh, it before. It does, I, it does look like Every time like I look up, I'm like, Falcon. oh, wait, no, it's not the Millennium Falcon. No. Okay. Yeah. All right. So next week is a movie mm-hmm. uh, starring some people mm-hmm. that you might recognize. Oh. Um, it's called... Do we do it? Yeah, we'll do it. Uh, the Devil's Advocate. Okay. The Devil's Advocate. Do you know anything about this movie, George? Um, It's probably about an attorney, a defense attorney. Why are you looking at me like that? Go who's, on. Whose client is the actual devil. Hmm. At least... If I was making a movie that was called The Devil's Advocate, okay, that would be the plot. Why would it be a defense attorney? Uh, because it's an advocate. Prosecutors aren't advocates for anybody. Okay, they're advocates for the state. And if the state is the devil, then I guess yeah. But no, that's not how I see prosecutors. So it's a defense attorney, and his and client the is the actual devil. But trial. Yeah, but the uh, but the. Actually, the defense attorney may or may not know it, and the defense attorney may, maybe they do know it, and their and their their oath to defend their client is keeps them from. I don't know. I'm just all right. I'm, so I'm literally pitch me this movie. Pitch no me this idea. movie, George. Who do you want to play your attorney, and who do you want to play your devil? Oof. Elevator pitch. God, you guys are putting me on the spot. It's a lobby. We're going up to the 35th floor. Who yeah. can play the devil? 
And who could have played the devil? Let's say 1997. Who would have been your devil in 97? Who would have been your attorney? This is fun. Sharon Stone <laughs> would have been my devil. She's no Sharon Stone. And my attorney would be Joe Pesci. No. I'm just kidding. That's stupid. I mean, that would have been amazing. <laughs> I was on board. I watch that movie every place on Sunday. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what are you, the fucking devil? Oh, I would watch that. <laughs> oh, you shit. gotta be shitting me. <laughs> I defend you twice this week. You son of a bitch. It's better than brick you. I don't know. Oh my god, guys! I was really just—I'm really just talking. I know, my and it was spit way, if way more close, interesting than just a guy in a coat with a machine gun. So I wanted to hear more, yeah. dude. If I'm if I'm close, that I I li- okay, that's fine. I'm I not close. Am I? Am I, I? Am I not? I don't know. I'm talking out my ass. Just I'm, so you know, no matter what happens <laughs> next week, right? Right now, I am talking out of my ass. Okay. I have no idea what this movie's about. Hmm. Well, I'm excited. Mm. And guys, go ahead and watch The Prestige again, too. Maybe we'll do a post-credits next week and just see how you liked it the second time. Okay. And now I've put it in the show, so you have to do it. Sorry. Yes. No, I'm probably going to watch it with my wife because we were supposed to watch it together, but kids. Yeah, make mm. the kids watch it, too. I mean, it gets a little dark at the end, but like, it's a oh, good my flick. kids aren't going to follow that. They'll be on their their iPhones. I mean... Thirty minutes <laughs> with with all the acting that was going on and all of the like this is I mean this is all star no, actors no. and stuff. This is the pinnacle. Even I felt like this is like long. Yeah, like, you know, I didn't feel well, that way about the Batman. It was just as long. The, you know, this is I was shorter like, than the is, Batman. I think I know, but this felt long. Well, the problem is, whenever you get a period movie. It all of a sudden makes you think it's going to be long and boring. So I didn't think better... it was going to be. While I was watching it, I'm like, oh my God, how much more time? I mean, how uh, much okay. longer is this? Second watch. Let's see how you I feel. I felt that way because I was trying to get through it because I had to come here. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I, I was watching it, and then I'm like, but I'm not taking notes. I'm just watching it. So I'm going to sit down now that I have the whole story in my head. We have our discussion in my head. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah, I'll watch it again as well. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel like it was. I don't. Now that I've finished it, I don't feel like it was too long. I don't feel like there's a bunch of stuff that could have. It's been definitely taken not out. boring. And um, thankfully, thank thank God the actors are good. Yeah, a movie like this with bad actors makes would have been drive off. Yeah, a cliff, I, I wouldn't have been able to finish it. I wouldn't yeah. have made you but watch it because I only pick movies with good acting. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. my thing. <laughs> My God. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> My God. All right. Well, thanks to the listeners. Thanks, See everybody. Peace. Thank you for joining us on the Remedial Film Class podcast. As always, you can find us at facebook.com slash remedialfilmpod, and you can email us remedialfilmpod at gmail.com. We'll be back next week with The Devil's Advocate. And George might have actually guessed something right. Let's see if he remembers his guess by the time he watches the movie. See you then.